Hello, I'm Craig Constantine. Welcome to the Movers Mindset Podcast, where I talk with movement enthusiasts to find out who they are, what they do, and why they do it. My guest today is Joseph Rizzo. Welcome, Joe. How are you? I'm good. How you doing? I'm good. Uh, I'm excited in multiple dimensions to get to talk to so many new people, so many people in one day. Today is the last minute crush of uh, people that wanted to join me before we go to. By now, everybody knows I'm going to mention the Move NYC event in Manhattan is this weekend. Um, Why not come out and learn to live heavy shit with Joseph? Simply farmer carry all those excuses you just came up with. Farmer carry those over to themovementcreative.com and click on Move NYC. So there's that. Uh, Joe, I, yeah, (laughs) and I'm also going, oh, I hope my session runs the same time as yours because otherwise that's probably what I should go do is go lift heavy shit. Yeah, Um, yeah, it's fine, man. Get the throw stuff over your head. (laughs) I actually, what I should be working on is, uh, what is it, a J, uh, J curl, Jefferson lifts. Jefferson curls. Jefferson curls. That's the thing that I should be doing. I should be doing Jefferson curls and working on getting to, I can't bend over because I have a microphone. Um, mm-hmm. What do they call it? Negative starts, you know, where the bar is actually at closer and closer to your feet as you stand on the yep. platform so the bars yep. go down. Um, yep. As well I, as pulling the, in a uh, like a compromised position because a Jefferson curl, your your back is arched the entire arched. time. So mm-hmm. it's a lot more compromised to pull. So it's a lot harder. So you can generate a lot more stability that way and crossing over to other lifts. All right, we've now exhausted everything I know about Olympic weightlifting. No. <laughs> um, I I asked you before we started recording. I was asking about <clears throat> how you got into Olympic lifting and if there were particular people that sparked it for you. And I'm always really curious about how people connect the dots. And you quickly started talking about. Um, and I think I kind of knew this, but even when you started talking about, it, I was like, "Whoa!" I didn't really realize how technical Olympic lifting is. And it can just look like, yeah, I'm just chucking stupid over my head. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's so much technical in there. And there seems to be something about that technical part um, because you were describing how that drew you in and then how that carried over into your parkour practice. So I guess maybe if you could kind of sketch a little bit about like, what is it about it that makes it so technical? Like why are there so many interesting nooks and crannies to crawl into with just like pick up this heavy thing? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so comparatively to all the fundamental lifts that we know, or like the general population knows of, like you have the squat, you have the bench, you have the deadlift, right? They're all very static movements, right? So like deadlift, basically mm-hmm. you brace you sit, you keep your chest up, and then boom, you just stand up, bring the bar to your hips, right? Bench, up, down, nice and simple. And then squat, bearing the back, uh, the bar on your back, knees out, just going up and down. Like There's not a whole lot of thought that kind of goes into those static lifts. Um, on the contrary, with Olympic weightlifting, you have two movements. You have the snatch, which is one movement from the floor to overhead. And then you have um, the clean and jerk, which is two movements. Um, One movement from the floor to the rack position at your shoulders. And then the second movement is a jerk pushing it overhead. Um, So the reason why it is so technical um, is because when you're pushing weight like that in such a dynamic state, there's a lot more that goes into it um, rather than just kind of pushing and and trying to lift like like submaximally all at once right 
So what a lot of people don't realize is um, the snatch and the clean and jerk is three pulls in basically one or two movement, right? So kind of thing that we were talking right before the podcast was like that, that um, force development or like pulling from a very controlled stance off the floor. As the bar passes your knee, you have to speed up and explode very, very rapidly, bringing your entire body into the movement in order to lift that bar as high as you possibly can, right? There is a pull that happens once your body makes contact with the bar, and then you have to extremely, extremely rapidly duck your entire body underneath the bar, right? And it doesn't matter how much weight that is. That is a bar with weight floating above the ground that you have to catch and put your entire body behind, right? Mm. So if you do not execute that lift correctly, you will get completely fucked up. Crushed. (laughs) Completely (laughs) fucked up. And a lot of people think like, oh, I'm just going to push as hard as I can and, you know, get this bar overhead and basically muscle it. And there's a lot of danger in that, right? Because there's not a lot of thought behind it. If you try to muscle something, you'll only get to a certain point without technique. And kind of the same thing goes for parkour as well. A lot of people do muscle things when when doing jumps and tossing their entire body behind, right? But at least in my experience, if you're a little more technical and you think about it a little more, you get further, at least from my, like I said, my own experience. I, I would so. definitely agree. My, not my personal experience, but from what I've seen, yeah, that's exactly. It's, yeah. When you take it apart and then put it back together, it's always better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's just a lot more that goes into it, except um, just kind of lifting heavy. There's a lot more pulls involved. There's tempo, there's timing, there's um, explosivity, there's mobility more than anything. Mm. So, and a lot of people would be surprised too, like, some uh, parkour athletes that think that they have great mobility can't even do a straight front rack, like a front squat to, to get their hands over to, or to like catch a clean. So mm. it always surprises me like when I work with people too from like the parkour community that they think their mobility is really, really good. But once we go into like that, those phases of learning the lifts, like they really have to work at it, especially like depth in squat, which is a crazy thing as well. Yeah, I like squats. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's like a greased rail kind of thing. Like, yeah, I, I always like a, a common one is does everybody do balance takeoffs <clears throat> on Kong, you know, or cat pass, mm-hmm. whatever language you like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like, yeah, just switch to the other leg. And all of a sudden you're just like, wait a minute, I can't even figure yep. out where, where do my hand, like it becomes a disaster. Um, and I think there's a, I'm, I'm wondering about the, um, balance, not, um, equilibrium balance, but like balance of, you know, left versus right front versus back. And -hmm. it seems to me like there'd be a lot of, um, if you have an imbalance, that shit's going to be obvious really quick. Like I I discovered that I had a a weakness in my left leg, which was aggravated by an impingement in my hip. And I'm like, wow, when did my left leg get so weak? I suddenly realized when I, when I'm bending over, I'm always like favoring one side. Um, and it just seems to me like Olympic lifting is a great way to make that clear because you really can't, how would you cheat? Like if one side's weak, everything dumps or it's going to fail. Um, that seems like that would also be a great magnifying glass maybe for parkour athletes to just, Mm -hmm. even if you're not trying to do PRs, but personal, uh, best personal records. Mm -hmm. Um, do you find that's the case where people show up and they think that 
maybe not so much that they're weak or they're immobile, but they don't realize how imbalanced they are. Yes, a hundred percent. A lot of people that have come to me and a lot of people that I've worked with for Olympic weightlifting, especially parkour athletes, um, don't have the right stability like at first to catch weight because they're so used to body weight. Um, Mm. And then like you were saying, like parkour definitely favors some sides of your body more than others. I know I had that experience um, because I'm like predominantly like a left leg jumper. That's how I take off off of my left leg. So my right leg was a lot weaker. Um, So I noticed that when I would like duck under like ass to grass to catch a clean, I would lean to the right side a little bit. And that's because Mm. my hip and my knee and my ankle weren't strong enough for at least like mobility wise overall to get in that position and to catch that weight. So it's something that I had to really work on in like beginning stages of like weightlifting and kind of going forward. But the the main thing would be like that stability, right? Catching that weight and um, bracing as hard as you can. Um, It's interesting to me that a lot of people don't have that sort of like bracing in their abdominals and their stomach to kind of really put their whole body weight behind that catch. Hmm. How, how, how does it work? Like, um, if you're trying to learn one of these movements, how do you learn like a piece that's in the middle? You just like, uh, I spend years working with just the bar itself or like, how do you, cause if the whole thing is so dynamic and the sequencing has to be so right, it's like trying to say, well, the, the way you learn a Kong is you just get used to crashing on your face because you really mm-hmm. can't, there's either you did it or you don't. And mm-hmm. how do you take that, those movements apart and work on the individual pieces of it? Or maybe you don't. Um, so at least from my experience, um, I learned the power clean like before anything. Um, so what I did was for maybe like, damn, oh my God, it's been, it's been like eight, it's like seven, eight years of, of weightlifting. But, um, in the beginning I did a lot of barbell work and I probably never jumped up above like 185 pounds for like a year and a half straight because all I did was just work tech, work tempo, work that explosivity, work that mobility as much as I can. Um, and it, I'm all, I'm all self-taught too. Like I learned online. I did a bunch of research. I have a bunch of notes like in, in my, um, my computer and, and desktop and stuff like that to kind of go. And it took me a very long time to do that. Um, would you 110% be better with like a coach and going that way? Yes, because you know their job is to kind of understand and execute those lifts and then transfer that knowledge over to you very simply so you're not confused. And that's also a big thing with like Olympic lifts too. It's like, it's confusing. There's a lot that happens from the floor to your neck to overhead or just the floor to overhead in general. Um, so working that technique as much, as much as you can to understand what to do, when to do and be explosive at the right moments is so, so key. And when I program people, for like these movements, especially geared towards parkour, um, that's all I do for like the first four to six week blocks is just tech, tech, tech. Then I, I preface too, I'm like, you're not getting hurt. We're not just going to rip it off the ground so you can't train outside at all, you know? And then like, 
you know, we go back and forth on it because a lot of people do have egos too when it comes to lifting. There's the thing called ego lifting where they think they have the technique and they're just like, yeah, fuck it. Like I'll just go heavy. So, and I, Put all the I can, yeah, literally. So, mm. but uh technique over everything for at least, at least five weeks, at least five weeks before you even try to put on heavy, heavy weight. So I think at least for me, the obvious benefits of, of putting on the muscle mass and, and developing fast twitch. I mean, that has like, I see clearly how that would help me in parkour. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, what I'm thinking about, <clears throat> I saw you do a, a, a wicked descent. Um, I think it might've been in Texas and you were, you had, well, I looked, damn perfect to me, the crane technique, where as you mm-hmm. do the descent, it's not dropping both feet on the top of the thing. It's you're actually sliding past the next catch point into a nice yep. crane catch. And I'm like, okay, that takes a ton of strength. Um, but there's, there's only so much strength you need to catch your own body weight over a certain distance. But I'm, mm-hmm. I'm thinking, I'm sensing that there's, there's more that carries over from the Olympic lifting than just the you know, like if I can catch double my body weight, this strikes me as a useful feature, you know, in my parkour. But there seems like there's more to it than just that to- that total power, the connective tissue strength, the joint, you know, joints being used to that load. So, how what kind of things do people discover after they work that tech? What 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 do they see with new eyes when they go out to their parkour in terms of the tech there? Um. So, a lot of the way that I like to kind of describe. Um, something like this to people is when when you do um, like a running jump, right? Mm-hmm. You're exerting a lot of force through your body, right? To explode into that movement, ultimately flying through the air, right? And then landing, right? And then compressing and holding all of that tension, right? So when you're doing stuff like that and you are throwing your body at a wall and trying to land perfectly, there's a lot of shock that happens that that runs through your body, right? So for the research that I've done, when you are hitting something with momentum and like speed and explosivity towards a wall and then trying to catch that weight, you're basically catching probably like anywhere between five to eight times your body weight when you land. Right. Mm. So a lot of um, things that I like to talk about for Olympic weightlifting is if we can get used to that, like adaptability of catching five to eight times your body weight, right. in in the bottom of a clean in the bottom of a snatch, because that's impact. You know what I mean? Right. Like you duck under to catch that weight. There's a there's so much shock that goes through your body, and you have to stabilize that in order to stand up, right? So the most thing that I've seen, like benefit wise from like Olympic weightlifting, is that adaptability to that to that force, that shock, and you're hmm. able to handle it a lot better on your body. And this goes into a talk of longevity, right? Because parkour people love to fucking talk about longevity all the time, even though we're doing <laughs> stupid big jumps on our joints, you know, killing our bodies, hucking ourselves at walls. But it is true. If you get used to that force production, if you get used to that shock absorption in an Olympic lift, in like a clean or a snatch or, or transferring it to jumps outside, you will have way more... Um, like 
you will have more of a chance of training longer because your body is adapting to it more frequently. And then applying that to your parkour training, I've noticed that my landings um, have been so, so much better on my body. I have, I used to have like a lot of knee issues when I trained and it wasn't like tendonitis. It was, it was, it was just like, um, like, the, like the movement of the impact every time I would land, um, it would just kill me. And I would only be able to like do a jump maybe like three or four times. And I like to rep things. That's how I kind of got my start in parkour. And that's why I'm so technical when I train because I love to rep shit over and over and over again. But as I got older, as I started to gain a little more weight, like that shock is what killed me. So I would look at a jump that I would do maybe two or three years ago, 10 times and only be able to do it five times because I wasn't able to just handle that impact. And then I learned or found out or experienced through Olympic weightlifting that I was able to take so much more and not even worry about it because my joints and my and my um, like fast twitch muscles were so in tune to catching weight and stabilizing that weight that now like I'm back to where I was when I was probably like 16, 17, able to just like train and train and train and having all the power in the world and having all the endurance in the world because you know, going at stuff and handling that impact is, is basically nothing for me now. Hmm. I'm pausing. Cause there's a lot of new connections here that I hadn't really thought about, about catching the weight. Cause that's yep. obviously like you're saying, that's literally what you're doing on taking impact. Mm-hmm. Um, and parkour, you know, we probably, the thing we all love to hate, there's so many different, you know, I'm thinking like Tic Tacs and 180 cats and there's all these completely weird directional asymmetrical things that we do that have no parallel in Olympic lifting. Um, but it seems like what the lesson that you get from Olympic lifting would then blossom open. Like if it works, you know, in this sense, now you can understand how to handle that impact, uh, you know, in a 180 cat or on, a, on mm-hmm. descents or whatever. Mm-hmm. 100%. Uh, yeah. What, uh, is there anything else that, um, how, uh, how do you ignite a passion for Olympic weightlifting in somebody who's nobody listening is sitting on their sofa? Maybe they are sitting on their sofa to listen, but they're not sofa sitters generally. Um, but if they're thinking, no, I, I just want to go outside and, and run lines. Is there, is there a way that, you know, we can hook people on it or a video or a PlayStation starter or something that they're just going to go like, what the hell is that? I got to try that. Um, that's a. It's a really, actually, it's a really, really interesting question that you asked um, because I'm not sure why, or maybe it's like the stigma behind it um, for like lifting in general, but like a lot of parkour people don't like to lift. You know what I mean? Like a lot of, I've had a lot of talks with people, especially with like Olympic weightlifting that it takes too much time to learn. It's too hard. You know what I mean? It's so mm-hmm. technical that. I'm not even gonna give it a shot. I'd rather just like just go out and train. I'll have more. That's crazy. Um, parkour is te- like massively technical. But sorry, yeah, keep going. Yeah, no, that's <clears throat> like that's the whole thing. And like I don't understand it. You know what I mean? People are just like, yeah, I'd rather just go train because I'll see more um, like production that way. I'll see more benefit that way if I'm actually just going out and training, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing for me was like when I was learning and then kind of doing it and like executing it and then crossing it over into parkour training, like I don't have to train five days a week anymore to keep at my level for parkour. Like I can lift 
two to three times a week, train three times a week, right? And still have that, that like, like that massive like power, right? Like, like everything is on it because I feel good. I feel strong. Like I feel technical because I'm working such technical movements every single day in, in the gym as I train, you know what I mean? So, and as my body got stronger, I was just able to do a lot more. Um, and uh, like, honestly, for me, this shit's fun. Like, would you not want to be able to throw like 200 pounds over your head? Like no other lift is doing that. You know, like it's, it's, it's crazy to me that people are like, yeah, like, like, I don't know. It's like too technical. I don't want to like apply it. But like, once you do, like, I'm telling you, like, get some direction, watch some videos. It's very, it's, it's, it's not as crazy as people think just to start out. Right. If you're taking it in like that, that long-term goal of like, oh, I really want to get to like high level weight with this. That's when it becomes extremely technical. Right. Mm -hmm. But also the purpose of like my workshop this weekend is to open that up to people. You know, like understand that it doesn't have to be as crazy as people sound or, or crazy as people talk about. Yeah, with they're the lifting. Right, yeah. mm -hmm. We could just focus on a couple of cues, a couple of things to get you moving in a good direction. Toss some weight over your head. Have a fucking good time. Blast to music. You know what I mean? Just have a great time with it and, and then apply it to your parkour training. Let's talk about force. Let's talk about um, explosivity. You know what I mean? What you can do in the weight room to get your parkour to where you want to go. You know, especially like younger people coming into it too, because you know, they're not, they're not crazy strong. It takes a little bit of your of time to like develop your body to get strong. So lifting just helps and it's just fucking fun. Man. It's fun. I'm watching our time run out. Um, where I'm thinking on Instagram, probably the best place, but where can people trace you, chase you down, get in touch with you, find out more about you? Sure. Um, my Instagram is Mr. Underscore Rizzo with three Z's. Um, that's my own personal, as well as my uh, team, The Unknown Project, at Unknown Parkour on Instagram or The Unknown Project on YouTube. So, Sweet. Um, I'll just say, and of course, the final question, three words to describe your practice. Three words to describe my practice. Um, patience, strength, and dedication. Oh, those are three great words. Mm -hmm. uh, dedication is a beautiful one. Mm -hmm. um, well, Joe, I go ahead. Oh no, saying um, it's been a, it's been a it's been a long time to kind of get where I've at where I'm at now comparatively to where I was like when I started parkour. So, like I said, three three words like strength, um, patience, and dedication because that is what's pushed me the furthest in. Mm -hmm my training, especially the patients and the patients suck sometimes, but you have to be patient. <laughs> well said. All right, Joseph, it was a pleasure. Uh, thanks for taking the time to talk to me and I look forward to maybe chucking some stuff over my head this weekend. We'll see. Hell yeah, man. I had fun. It was great to talk about it.